Hello and welcome to Hobby Homies. We are your weekly tabletop podcast. I'm Shane. As always, I'm hanging out with Fox. Gong bong wa. Yeah, it's okay, good. Yep. It's good evening in in Japan. In Japan. Okay, you, in Japan. Well, I was kind of worried that you offended the uh, entire country. But... I probably did, but with my pronunciation, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Today we are going to be asking the age-old question: Is what makes a good war game? So. These are a few topics that we we think makes a good game to us. Uh, we'd love to know what you think in the comments, in our Discord, on Facebook, wherever you want to find us. Um, yeah, let us know. Let us know what about these war, about war games in general that you that you like or you're attracted to. Yeah, and you you touched on a, an important part there. You said to us, this is our yeah. opinion. Um, yeah, yeah, we're not we're not like you know. It's, we only ever say our own opinion. We're not yeah. educated. We're not masters of anything, you know? <laughs> we so. are not masters of anything. <laughs> that is true. We have we have had people tell us that we're wrong and almost be offended that we were wrong. And yeah. I think it's important to understand we're two we're two dum dums talking about things that we think. And this podcast is a result of that, so you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome indeed. <laughs> now, speaking of, um, through no small miracle, this episode is sponsored. It is brought to you by our patrons. Um, yes, our patrons are incredible. And for as little as $2 a month, which is a can of coffee in some countries. Yeah, they, they do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can help support uh, you know us. What? I'm going to interrupt you for a second. No, do it. I've tried that can of coffee that you can get over here. Yeah. Um, you know when you open a can, it instantly goes softer because the the pressurized, yes, the depressurized, right? Yes, it's very uncomfortable. Those cans remain rigid when you open them. <laughs> you don't like your cans to remain rigid. This is noted. <laughs> Fun facts about Shane: prefers a rigid can only when it's unopened. <laughs> You've... When it's opened, it must be soft wow you crushed that but you're a powerful man that's probably a full can unopened i crushed it with two feet yeah i know two feet that's anyway. what i'm saying you're powerful man anyways <laughs> anyways if you become a patron you'll be as powerful as shane <laughs> if you like what we're doing on the podcast and you want to support us uh you can go to our patreon page suss out the different tiers there's a heap of rewards there sometimes we even deliver on them which is dope and sometimes. sometimes, but you can find all the deets for that on hobbyhomies.com. That's like got all our links to our portals. So, yep, hit that yeah. up if you're curious. Thank you. We much appreciate it. Um, all right, Fox. Well, I want to, I want you to kick this off. Yeah, Tell man. me the first thing that comes to your mind, what makes a good war game? So, I mean, there are a billion things and I think a, a good war game balances as many of the things we discuss uh this this evening as it yeah. can but obviously in some categories it's like does real poorly but then in some things it does real well so the things i want it to do well the biggest one i think is i want tension in my games mm-hmm. so like i want in-game choices i think this is super important because this is where the excitement comes from on the tabletop and yeah. and what makes it feel like it's unique to you, right? The tension yeah. between making decisions. Yes, you can do this, but the trade-off is this might happen or it's at the cost of X, Y, Z, whatever it may yeah. be. Like like a make or break kind of decision. Yeah. Where it's like it all hinges on one thing, you know, or it swings the other way completely with a dice roll or something like that. Yeah. I also want like the in-game choices you make, whether it's or even like list building, um, and faction selection 
to be mm-hmm. like a risk reward choice. So, okay. for example, if we're talking 40K and I choose Harlequins as my faction, automatically yeah. there's tension in the choice. I have picked something that is really good at being fast and hitting hard, mm-hmm. but at the cost of that choice, they're also very squishy. They're, yes. you know, yeah. they're a, what do you call it? A yeah. paper cannon? Glass cannon? Glass cannon. Dude, <laughs> I was thinking paper tiger, glass cannon, and I fused them into this. I've never heard of paper tiger. <laughs> oh, okay. A paper tiger is like someone that attacks someone but can't take it. You know, they give oh, it, but okay. they can't take yeah. it. Yeah, so they're like yeah, a yeah, tiger yeah, on the yeah. attack, but they're made of paper, so they just crumble yeah. when someone... Yeah, there you go. Sure. Yeah. There you go. Fun fact. So, Fun fact. yeah, I think for me, that's the biggest thing. I want to I weigh up all these choices and these different points of tension and the game as a result of who balanced that the best and managed yeah. that the best, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And it's... Nice. I think... To me, it's important because it's it drives the competitive aspect of the game. So, like, yeah. without those tensions, I mean, anyone can kind of... You probably play the same as your opponent, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. if one thing is just so clearly obvious to do because there's no tension, there's no risk in doing it, then you and your opponent are both going to do it. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Like, have you played those games yeah. where, like... It's like, oh, well, the only good thing to do is move up and shoot. Yeah. Oh, man. That That is one thing that I've really struggled with. Like, that's something that I've got later on down the track and as we uh, as talk about. But um, I, I, it's funny that you say the tension in, like, list building and stuff like that, which is, it's true, but I sort of more imagine tension as in, like, that thing that's happening right now on the tabletop where it's like, you know, if I lose this squad, then that whole section's gone. You know, like that whole board edge... I could just write off, yeah, you know, or like I need to hold that objective for one more turn, yeah, kind of tension like that, like that in-game heat of the moment kind of tension. But I, I definitely, um, definitely get what you're saying that, as well. That's a good point, you know, because that makes the game exciting. I think, yeah, I think the tension I'm talking about makes the game fun, but what you're talking about makes it exciting. You know, that's the <laughs> that's the part you remember. Remember that time I? I mean, we will for eternity. Yeah. We'll remember that time I hid that little harlequin thing and if you could just get around the corner and get some clean shots on it and blow it up you would have won the game you know that's right yeah i had my whole entire necro army like coming over the table and you were just like fighting this one little unit behind a bit of terrain i couldn't get there and like and then you won because you know you had the you had more victory points and um, there was and that was another point of tension it was like that random uh, game ending in 40k where like on turn yeah. five you roll a dice and on x oh, i forget what the roll is but the I game could end right there yeah yeah and so that's and i think it and it did it did yeah so, i got so lucky because yeah. if it had yeah. gone for another turn you would have wiped me off the table so <laughs> you're right there's those two different types of tension and a game a, a good war game will bring in both of those yeah yep. it will create those exciting clutch moments that you're talking about yeah, like you, like you said earlier, a war, a good war game is going to consist of all of these different things we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, um, tension being one of them, and some, like you said, some are going to do um, do some points better than others. Yeah, um, I'm I'm look, looking at what I'm what I've got here and some of the things that you've got. Like, it's going to be hard to find a war game that covers all bases. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head that covers all these things. You know. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like the miracle game that just doesn't exist yet. Yeah, you know exactly. But, um, yeah, yeah. 
I agree. And I, I think I'll talk later about why I think that is. Um, mm-hmm. But I think also the games, all they do all do these things that we're going to talk about yeah. again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we've got probably like five different things. I think there's about five we've yeah. got together, yeah. And I, I, they do do them. I said do-do. <laughs> but do-do. they may do tension like incredible. That might be like a 10 yeah. out of 10, but then they do... One of the other things, like a, a one out of ten, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting. Maybe we'll discuss these, and maybe afterwards we'll try and think of some games that we think do like have some real good ten out of tens in, in categories, and and on some yeah. that do all of them really well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, I think that's. I think that's all. I I think when I think about any game, not just yeah. tabletop games, actually PC games, whatever. I want to know that the the imp me jumping on the table is going to yield a different result a every time because I'm I'm yep. learning. Okay, I tried that high risk play at the cost of this and it didn't work. I can mitigate that risk over here with a different tension. So that's why it's sort of my number one thing. Like the models yeah. are irrelevant. Yeah. Make it Star Wars. Make it 40k. Make oh, it yeah. make it Japanese. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Just make, just make it fun. Make make me make those choices and have them feel like there's a, a risk reward that only I could have weighed up and made the you know if that makes yeah. sense. a little tapestry of sorts. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. So the first thing that I thought of was uh, was depth. Mm. You know, I want my games to have depth, and that can be in the form of, of story or narrative. Um, things like. Um, Five Parsecs from Home is a, is a prime example yeah. where, you know, you can go as, as deep as you want to go in your story because you're creating this world. Um, and then there's other things like uh, the 40K universe with like the Black Library, you know, so there's there's incredible depth there as well. There's there's novels and there's entire series produced um, in, in like it's canon lore or it's fan fiction, um, you know, that sort of that depth there to give you a reason as to why, you're playing the game that you're playing. Like, mm. you know, like you just, it's not like, I mean, you know, chess is, is the grandfather of, of all these kind of games, but like, it's just, you're playing with, with white pawns versus black pawns. It's like, what's the story here? There's no story. There's no depth there. Yeah. But like when you're playing with, you know, um, you've got like a five parsecs crew, you've got your like hive scum sort of like gang members yep. fighting a big corporation or something like that. You know, you can make up entire sort of stories. Yeah. And that scene is happening on a planet that you've made up and that planet has these different traits and you've just been to the shop and bought this and it's all, yeah. it's adding all these yeah. layers on top of the, on yeah. top of the tabletop experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny um, when you say depth, I, I think lore and narrative, absolutely. But I'm. I also think, um, on the tabletop, I think mechanics. You yeah, know, absolutely, absolutely. Um, add like different weapons um, or abilities instead of having a unit that just moves and shoots every turn. Yeah. You know, if they can, if they can move and shoot and then and then move and and you know like throw grenades or shoot different weapons or attack with different things like. That's what some games really lack. Like, yeah, I'm thinking of 40k where it's just like you know your troops are just going to move and shoot every t- every time. There's nothing else they can really do because it'd just be a waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the optimal play is already scripted out for them. Yeah. Um. Even though 
And it's funny you say that because 40K has a lot of depth in terms of its mechanics, but when it's oh, yeah. within each phase, you're right, it is just it is just that. Everyone's going to yeah. either have a, a gun they could shoot with, then they will. Uh, the math hammer is already probably predetermined relatively. So yeah. you know that unit shooting that's probably going to kill about 10 of them. So, I mean, it has yeah. to. Either does that or does an objective, but yeah, I think I, I think I froth. If I had to pick depth out of lore, narrative, and mechanics, I mean, I don't know that I, I don't know that I could. I think that'd have to be pretty balanced. But I do love. I'd almost want to be overwhelmed with rules and mechanics. You know, yeah. I want my yeah. gun to jam up, and heck, I want to have to spend a turn <laughs> trying to fix it. Um, yeah. I love I, I love that if someone dies near me, I'll, I'll be shell shocked. You know, that's I guess yeah. that comes into immersion for me. But having that depth of mechanics and 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 it does in in parsecs because it's both law, but the depth is there's so many D100 tables you're rolling on, so many different oh, mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> when it gets to yeah. the tabletop, maybe it's not super deep, but we're quite new to playing it, so maybe that's just us. But it does feel like it's move, shoot, move, shoot, move, shoot. Kind of thing. To an extent, yeah, but then you've got like you know these the like the events that happen every second turn two and maybe again turn four or whatever that you so can add in, yeah. And as but, you get more again, equipment, yeah. you can throw grenades and and do other stuff yeah. as well, grapple guns and shield generators. So yeah, yeah, that may just be yeah. a lack of experience. I think so. Yeah, and actually played two turns of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no. true. That is true. Yeah, literally two yeah. tabletop experiences um, we've had with that game. So Shane, I'm curious. Yeah. What game in your mind do you think best does depth for you? Because mm. we've been talking okay. a lot about parsecs. Is has yeah. that hit the nail on the head, or is there others that? Ooh, good question. I think at the moment I'd have to say parsecs. Like there's like 40k does depth in a different way. I think. Um, in the form of they've got a lot of playable factions and races, yeah. Um, and and then and the whole black library, um, you know, all the all the lore behind there. So, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd probably have to say Parsecs in a in a like a game sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like the tabletop experience. Yeah. For you, has those layers of depth to it that maybe a forty k game doesn't. That's right, yeah. Because like with, I mean, with parsecs, like it's not all you know while the battle is happening. You know, there's a pre-battle, post-battle stuff. So that adds to the depth as well. Where with a with a 40k game, there's there's really no pre pre and post. It's just like, I mean, I guess there's list building, but then yeah, after the game, you just count your victory points. You know, like so yeah, there's nothing nothing really there for me. I guess yeah, not quite like um, parsecs where you roll to see what happens to the crew that got injured and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. although I think, um, crusade may have, I mean, mm, crusade, yeah, crusade is a framework for you to add that depth. There's a, a few yeah. blokes in Geelong that are doing a really cool campaign where they've got like a, a hex map and they're all yeah. vying for different territories. And, Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. That's cool. And they like, yeah. um, they commit, certain points to certain defensive places so if you if you think oh, i'm only going to put 200 points over here or 500 points to defend this territory and it gets hit 
the yeah. tabletop battle is literally 2,000 points v 500, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you'll get blown yeah, off. Yeah, but yeah. you're just trying to do as much damage as you can, maybe hold them up, whatever. So, yeah, you know, yeah. where whereas it's an option in 40K, it's baked into parsecs, you know? Mm. It's, it is a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. we're talking about depth and it's almost touching on the next thing for me, what's important in a war game or what makes a good war game for me, and that's immersion. There's a little bit of a crossover. You're talking about a depth in the lore and the narrative, which for me is is part of immersion as well. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I guess I don't, although I don't mean so much that I want to imagine myself in the game, although, you know, I do. But you I, do. I thought that shit. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's important to me as well. But I also want, given everything you know about the law of the, um, the universe, I want yeah. the game on the tabletop to actually feel like a scene from that universe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like something that could be like taken out of a, like out of history or, like something that's happening like right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, so if I play Test of Honor, I want that to feel like a fight that could have happened in feudal Japan, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a pretty simple one, but you know, I want to feel like this clan could have fought this clan and, and that's how it would happen. You know, sometimes I, I struggle like, and that I've talked about this before with Star Wars Legion that's a big mm-hmm. struggle that I have because sometimes it doesn't match up, you know? No. Nah. Darth Vader would never have fought General Grievous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anakin would have, yeah. sure. You know, he did. But, yeah. I mean, no, he didn't. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he did. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, know where, we know where you're going. Yeah. We know where you're going. So, that breaks yeah. immersion yeah. for me instantly when yeah. you have those... It's- like a World it's War even II. Like, yeah, no, you go. Sorry. No, 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 I was just going to say no, it's the same. <laughs> no, you, yeah. it's a- you hang up first. <laughs> it's the same thing with like Marines fighting Marines, you know, like with yeah. 40K. You yeah. Know, like Blood Angels fighting Ultramarines. Like, yes, you could twist the story enough to make one think the other's a traitor or whatever. So, um, but it just, it doesn't make sense, you know, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, yeah, like, we're two. It's like allies fighting allies, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. That just yeah. wouldn't happen. Or like yeah. things that were decommissioned in World War One fighting, like you've, you've brought them to a World War Two fight. Yeah. And you're trying well, to make it. War, late war. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So I want, I think immersion is important. And I think I want the game, a good game handles every aspect of it. It goes, you could throw this yeah. against this and it would make sense, you know. Yeah. Um, I think like you mentioned, 40K tries to do that, but obviously they care more about the competitive side of it. So they've got to balance everything and and yeah. that's tough because really some of the characters in there, if you had a shard of Catan, a Catan shard, a Satan shard, yeah. or Mortarian <laughs> or um, what's the Emperor's little bitch boy? Robot Gilliman. That's the one. If yeah. you put any of them on the table, they could kill. 2,000 points of anything. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's right. But yeah. you can't have that tabletop experience because it's like no. th- that wouldn't work, you know? So, yeah, you have to balance your narrative side of things with the ability to put these cool models on the table. Um, yeah. The Silent King is not losing anything, any 2,000-point nah. Harlequins you bring. No way. <laughs> nah. Take um, 10,000 points. So, and that, that breaks immersion for me as well, you know, because it's like... Yeah. 
Oh, I mean, I just cool. I just killed the Silent King. If this was actually a scene, this is the biggest moment. You now, you yeah. now win forty k. I've just won. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, but I know that didn't happen because that's not in the books. Yeah. You know, so for me, yeah. a good war game lets you throw whatever on the table, and it feels like that's a scene from the game, and those yeah. actions play out. Well, I guess like you know, you can look at things like War Surge where. Um, you can play with whatever you like to, and and play anything you like, but it does rely heavily on that um, that narrative. You know, you've got to yep. come up with the story for it to make sense. Like, yeah, they'll do the hard yards and make everything balanced, but you've got to come up with a story as to why you know why it's happening. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I feel you though. Like, if you're if you're playing. A, a, a preset game there's not there's not war search for example yeah you want it to all make sense and, and without having to like stretch the old brain too hard yeah know? like to make it work you just want to feel like yeah. you know again i mean if if parsecs was a big old d we've been slopping it but <laughs> true <laughs> but like in parsecs because it is such a broad game the notable characters are the ones you make up yeah you know, it does immersion so well because there is no fight that you could say that wouldn't happen because it, nah. the world is set around. It's a solo game. It's your world, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. yeah so, right. so that did happen, you know? Yeah. And it absolutely. makes sense that it happened. Yeah, you got wiped yeah. out and your dude didn't die. Yeah. There's only been one time where I was like, that wouldn't happen. It's when <laughs> it's when all five of my dudes were dead on the table and one ran away, so I was able to run away. I was like, well, really? How yeah. would they all get away if they're all unconscious on the ground? They've been downed. But you can so make it work. Picks up, picks up five people, yeah. puts them all in a wheelbarrow. And yeah, <laughs> exactly, away. and doesn't get shot on the way out despite yeah. being previously in hand-to-hand combat. That's kind of the only time I was like, I don't know if that would have yeah. happened. But you could make you that work. She throws some smoke grenades down, a flash bang that shocks yeah. them. Like they can slowly get up, but also, also those people I was fighting didn't want to like chase me or kill me. They wanted to like get out. So that it kind of still made yeah. sense, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, it, that's why I think that game has gripped me so much because I, again, tension and immersion are my top two. Um, yeah. It does both of those really well. And I'm struggling a little bit. That's why I love Harlequins because they don't have named characters. Oh, yeah. It's not a single yeah. one, you know. They're all just maskless people. I feel like I can yeah. go up to a table and it's almost if I wipe the table, sweet, you know, just a random mask showed up, killed something and left. That's what they do in the law. Yeah, yeah. If I lose to and they had a big character on the table, I'm like, yeah, well, sweet, of course. Of course I lost to Mortarian. It's <laughs> yeah. Mortarian, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... That's, yeah, immersion is super important to me. Um, yeah. I mean, I can stretch it like a bit in my brain, Yeah, you know, because I still enjoy playing games that I guess break immersion like, like Legion and like 40K sometimes. But, yeah, I do prefer it when I can throw something on the table and I just, it feels like it's supposed to be. Yeah, but sometimes you don't want to like do mental gymnastics just to you know, make the game you play make sense. Like you just want to play, you just want to play the game without having to think too much, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. And you don't want to play it soulless mechanical game, you know? No, no. I recently bought um, Tactics 2, which is a game we covered on 
old school war games old school war games yeah yeah. so go check that out if you're episodes ago yeah if you're interested in games that were around before three of them were before our time on this earth yeah i believe yeah and tactics 2 is the grandfather of war games and i was just too enamored by it i bought it a secondhand copy of course (laughs) because it was from 1973 this edition yeah (laughs) and although it, it like it's historical and it's uh, a cool piece of wargaming history the game is purely mechanical yeah yeah there's yeah. a little bit of forest fights and you know it's loosely world war Two, but it's on two continents that don't exist yeah but then the rest of it's supposed to be historically accurate it's like you know there's no there's yeah. zero yeah. immersion well there's a one out of ten for immersion in that game <laughs> you know yeah. yeah so we'll see we'll see how that i'd be curious to play it and it will feel mechanical and I can't imagine we'll play it again because, yeah, we both froth narrative, lore, and we want to yep. see that on the tabletop. Yeah, absolutely. Bringing up um, like sort of mechanical games and, and tactics too, for example, um, strategy is mm. something that's, that I think is big on the, on the, on the tabletop. Um, it, you know, you want it to be in the, the form of, you know, some units can counter others. You know, some units are like... It's like spearmen versus cavalry. Everyone knows spearmen take down cavalry, you know. So, yeah. like you, you want, you want the the strategy there where it's like there's no way known am I going to send my guys up that flank to hit those guys because they're going to get murdered. Yep. You know, I want something to come, you know, to to come around the other side or to flank them. You know, terrain and and positioning and all that sort of stuff that you can use to your advantage. Yeah, I agree, and and you want it to strategy should almost layer up with the things that we've mentioned like yeah it should make sense with the depth like you said it doesn't feel very deep if those and it doesn't feel like there's any tension if the cavalry can just run into the spearmen with like minimal consequence they're just that good that they just roll over spearmen you know no that that should be a tension and that should be part of the law you know i mean yeah the law makes sense if those horses or the cavalry have some magical shields around them that just like shatter oh, yeah. spears. That's what they're known <laughs> for. Right, sure. Yeah. That makes sense, but yeah. it needs to layer up with those things. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it feels like the, it feels like strategy is the glue that it needs to like have all the other things we've discussed. Yeah. Um, considered first, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's probably one of the hardest things I think that games pull off, mm. you know, like I, I want a game where I can play uh, like a take all comers list, you know, where in, in a lot of the meta and the, and the competitive side of things, take all comers lists um, generally just get stomped, you know, like it's like just take a list of 10 of these tanks and you'll win every game. Like, yeah, that's that tanks can't operate without, without infantry, you know, yeah. countering anti-tank infantry or anti-tank vehicles you know like yeah so it's it's like yeah like you know a battle isn't won by just an armored column you've got to have troops and you've got to have air support you got to have you know and like i mean tactics 2 brings in the whole logistics side of things which is a whole other layer that wargaming probably doesn't need for the most part I but, um, that's what i'm talking about with depth man give me all the yeah. mechanics <laughs> i want to consider right, so, yeah you're you gonna have guys like it's like oh the next shipment of ammunition hasn't arrived yet where is it you gotta ring them up like oh yeah it's still on the boat it's coming see that's fucking amazing <laughs> that is what i want i want to know that that shipment uh 
the guy, uh, I want to know if he had something that gave him food poisoning the night before, okay. you know. Yeah. I want to account for that. That's part of my tension too. Does he yeah, Does yeah. he eat the Korean street food? I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah, cheaper. Sushi, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roll a D6. Yeah. Uh, on a one to five, it's, it's food poisoning. <laughs> it's food poisoning, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, ah, oh, man, like... Um, strategy it's it's got to be it's got to be the heart of everything the core of uh, that's what i think anyway like core of wargaming like without the whole strategy involved what have you got you've got you've got nothing yeah um but it's adding layers to that strategy i guess yeah it is i mean strategy is immersion tension and depth you know yeah it is those things we've discussed it's just putting those in a way that allow you to put your brain and let your brain have an impact on the game. Yeah. It stops it from being, we could simulate this game and it would be the same every time, you know? Yeah. Strategy is, oh, that's so Shane, you know, that's so Shane to to roll that army or do that thing. He's drawn to that style of play. That's another part of strategy is style to play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely. And it's, yeah, I agree. And it's, it's yeah. my favorite genre of board games as well is you just want oh. to you just want to test yourself, you know? Yeah. Can you pull off these combos, these like can you set things up in such a way that your opponent doesn't see it? That's yeah. such a rewarding thing for me on the tabletop if I can like I know I need to do something, but I need to do it in such a way that my opponent doesn't read that it's coming or that's what I'm trying to do or I want to make them think that's what I'm trying to do. And I am, but it's over here. Yeah. It's a misdirection, you know? Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, the obvious direction. Yeah. 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 So yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Tension's tension is super up there. I mean, sorry, wait, no. I was thinking of <laughs> I was thinking of the tension in that choice. <laughs> Strategy. I mean, they're kind of the same, right? That's Yeah, in a way. A lot yeah. of the tension is within the strategy of the game. So Yeah. Strategy is probably just a broad a broad term for everything we've covered so far tonight, I, I think, you know. Yeah. I mean, all the all war games, that's their appeal, you know, and yeah. their competitive aspect, which comes from strategy. So, yeah. Yeah. Man, I think we're making a, we're making a good war game. Huh? Like, if it ha- imagine oh, if it ticked all these. Oh, mate, if it was a 10 out of 10 for everything, it would be insane. Yeah. In fact, it's funny you say that because that brings me to my... F- the biggest gripe of my favorite game okay and that is accessibility yes yeah so for me i want i think a good game is accessible easily accessible absolutely yeah in many different levels like i mean commercially it would be great if you could walk you know go to your local store and you know the units that you want are already there on the shelf on the shelf or yeah that store has a relationship because it's such a big company or whatever it may be. They can order them in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you want it to be so accessible, almost well known, I guess, that the store owner themselves know a bit about the game. Imagine walking in and just being like, Hey, do you have this game? And they're like, nah. You're like, have you, yeah. have you heard of it? Can you get it in? No, nah, I never heard yeah. of it. No, nah, don't know it. No. Nah. Yeah, that, not interested. Yeah, that game yeah, could be yeah, yeah. phenomenal, but that speaks to the inaccessibility of it. That you know, yeah, that almost kills games. It's funny, like we've what we've talked about so far has been 
like what we want from the game. But what you're talking about is is before you even play the game. It's how how do I get you here? How can I get my filthy mitts on that game? Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. It's and that's something that is so true as well because like it can be yeah the best game in the world, but if you can't physically buy it or you can't, you know, you, it, what's the point? And like also order it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you can't get it, I mean. That, that makes it difficult. Or if you have to pay an arm and a leg, yeah. like we've talked about this before, our biggest yeah. gripe with Test of Honor, one of my favorite games of all time. My favorite game of all time? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, is the accessibility. Like they drop an expansion book for 30 bucks, great price. Yeah. And if you're in Nottingham, yeah. f- phenomenal. 30 bucks, you go yeah. get your expansion with added a heap yeah. of depth, immersion, tension, and strategy to the game. Yeah. You know, brought all those up, but for us to get it here, that one book would have been. That's now an eighty dollar book. Yeah, because it is like fifty dollars <laughs> shipping. To, you know, you can buy yeah. three models, or one book or some dice. It's fifty dollars shipping. Yeah, you know, so that accessibility to us, and there's no stores that stock it. We have to get it through the online store. Yeah. Um, and then even like there was no PDF for it at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's another poor accessibility thing parsecs on the other hand we just went and downloaded it and started playing yeah just just get it from rpg drive through and then there it is like it's in your it's in your emails or it's in your account yeah within instantly instantly as soon as you click that buy now button it is yours it's done you gotta hit the download and i guess you gotta have a pdf reader but yeah Yeah. (laughs) who doesn't you know so yeah yeah. so yeah accessibility well and and i was also thinking what makes like 40K the game that everyone plays? Because I was like, there's games that are just as deep on lore. Yeah, they probably yep. haven't had as, uh, yeah, some deeper. Yep. Um, there are games that have honestly cooler looking models. Um, yep. Not as detailed or as high quality, but honestly, I don't really buy, buy into the idea that people care too much about that. Mm. Uh, maybe they do and I'm underestimating it sorry to an extent I'm sure by the way there's a monsoon that just started here so I don't know if that's going to come through in the audio but <laughs> okay, um, in my, I'm in my shed as well which has like a, a gap like that between the shed door and the floor so <laughs> um, my feet will get wet I'm afraid yeah <laughs> it's going to be an interesting experience for all of us this has never happened live <laughs> on the air I may get carried away by a, a wave or two <laughs> But yeah, so I was weighing all these things up and I think what um, 40K does as a 10 out of 10 is accessibility. Yeah. Good luck going into it. In, it's in every game store. Like yeah. It's, it's, you know, there's a Warhammer store. Like I've got like, well, there's there's like four around us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like within an hour's drive. I mean, it's, we're in Australia, so like things are further away. But if you're in the States, I'm sure like, Oh, there's probably a, there's probably a Warhammer store in every corner. There's not a Seven Eleven, you know, like yeah. they're everywhere. Yeah. So, um, and the ordering yeah. and the range, and so another part of the accessibility to me is like finding a game. You know, Test of Honor that would be impossible. It, it'd be yeah. me playing you every week, or I'd have to bring two armies to a local and just be like, "You want to try this weird game? You want to try this game with me? Hey, hey you, <laughs> you want to try this game? You want, you want to do something weird for a minute? Hey, yeah." We, you have 20 minutes? You want me to blow your mind? <laughs> I'll blow your mind. For 20 bucks. Yeah. For 20 bucks, I'll blow your mind. 
Just a moment. Um, yeah. Finding a game difficult. Finding a game of 40K, you could just you could just throw yeah. a D6 in the air in your local suburbs. Someone's going to yeah. catch it and be like, all right, it's on. <laughs> yeah. We'll play some 40K. That's the way people challenge each other. Isn't <laughs> it? That's how I people. do it. I mean, granted, it hasn't worked yet, but I'm pretty confident yeah. it's going to tick. It's going to catch on. One day, someone's going to catch it and they'll be like, all right, you're on. <laughs> like an anime style catch, just like, yeah. <laughs> you thought you were the only 40K player on this street, hey? Hey, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. I think that is, and that is important to me. Although, like I say, a game like Test of Honor does all those other categories so well that accessibility, although it sucks, isn't the breaking point. I still feel like that's what makes games like 40K and and more mainstream games so good is that yeah. it's likely yeah. they're stocked at a local. It's likely that there's tournaments running or a Facebook group where you can tee up a game, you know? Yeah, from, yeah. from a week from when you find out about the game, you could be playing it. You know, that's accessibility to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that's, I guess that's the biggest thing. That's what makes, makes or breaks games. It's the player base. It's, it's the, the accessibility. Like, so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. Interesting. That's, so. that's solid, man. That's something that, that, you know, I think a lot of people might even overlook um, just thinking about what makes a good game. Yeah, and it is tricky because it, it. I think it does get overlooked because games are so accessible now, with yeah. international yeah. shipping, with the ability to three D print and download PDFs, and so many miniature agnostic games. Yeah, you know, accessibility is usually quite high. It's yeah, you know, even even teeing up games like. Could you imagine without the internet what they what they did back in the old oh, times? I couldn't. It's like you would had if you were to play, you know, again with an opponent, you'd have to just go to the store and like meet them there. Yeah. And then if they haven't got their army, it's like, all right, well, you know, we'll meet back here next week or whatever. It's like yeah, where online you can just like go to any you know your local suburb, whatever Warhammer group. There probably there's probably one. Yeah, that's um, it. And you just punch it in and be like, all right. It's Saturday, two o'clock. Who wants to play a game? And then you, what you'll get some hits. So, and it's crazy, right? Because you're right. Like this is the golden era. I mean, maybe in the future, if we haven't all died from COVID or earthquakes or some shit, <laughs> there'll be yeah. another golden era. But you're right. Yeah. Imagine trying to play, say, a billion suns ten years ago. If someone invented that, how would you? you first, couldn't. first of all, there's no three. Like all the ships you could get for that game, you 3D print. Yeah. Or you or kick bash, yourself, scratch build them. Yeah, exactly. So you'd have you'd have to build two armies and just and just say, hey, do you want to play this unknown game with me? Yeah, you know, and like I've got everything you need. All you need to bring is you. Yeah, and then that person has to, you know, be willing, of course. <laughs> well, the gunpoint. Well, <laughs> let's pretend it's the states, for example. You just okay. You yeah. can hold them at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sorry, sorry if we offended any state. We're Australians. We don't understand guns and how they work. We yeah, don't have them. come from America, dude. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I was like, a year ago, that would have been fine. But now people actually yeah. listen. <laughs> yeah, now nobody listens. Now at least 10 people do. So Exactly. And one of them's from the States, I'm sure of it. So if you know what a gun is, I mean, I 3D printed one the other day and that's as, that's as close as I've gotten. Yeah. That's a lie. I fired a... A fully automatic machine gun in Vietnam. Nice. 
nothing has made me feel like a man more than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I'd unlocked something within me that I feel like I left over there. So They're onto something, the, those Americans. <laughs> but, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. All you, need, all you need to do is buy two fully make machine guns at one time and then you're... Rambo. Yeah. One in, <laughs> exactly. one in each arm. Oh, my yeah. God. I couldn't imagine. I had it. It was mounted on a turret. It was an M40. I don't know if, yeah. if that means anything to anyone. I just remember it. <laughs> Because of the sound it made when it took a life, <laughs> a paper life. It was a little paper cut out of a man, which is also kind of weird. My old neighbor, the like eight-year-old kid shot a fucking Uzi in Thailand, dude. So Yeah, damn. You can do anything in Thailand. Yeah. I was in Vietnam, but yeah, you're right. You oh, can. Just, yeah, whatever. Well, Southeast same, Asia. Same? You can do it. Same, same, but different. Yeah. <laughs> What are we talking about again? <laughs> I don't know. Let's talk about this up. <laughs> Immersion. Thank you so much for listening to us ramble about what makes a good war game. Hopefully, there's uh, things that you guys can think of. If there is, let us know in the comments or yeah. wherever you'd like to reach out to us. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can you just hear what you guys think? Is there anything that we've missed? Probably. Of course. Well, I mean, we hit what we hit tension, immersion, accessibility, depth, yep. and strategy. And strategy. If you yep. think. If you were like, oh, here's one thing I think for me outranks, you know, a few, at least a few of those, let us know. YouTube, Facebook, yeah. all the deets. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, um, it's, yep, time to go. <laughs> that's how I know <laughs> the yeah, episode's man, ended. Yeah, well, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> so, massive thank you to our patrons. As Fox said earlier, you guys make this stuff happen. Um, so, shout out to Burnsy, Wack, Final, Joey P, Lockie, MJ, Lethal, Moose, and Penny. Yeah, we got Alco, Dave, Churchy, Rad, Oliver, Hawkers, Agro, Gritty. Thank you all so much. You've been incredible. All of you thank listening. You whom are not currently patrons. I want to thank you as well. Um, the fact that we have listeners blows our minds every week. Um, yeah. And the sheer volume is also kind of nutty. I mean, why? Yeah. But also thank you so much. <laughs> true, true. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can hit that subscribe button. That would be uh, amazing. That helps us so much. Um, according to the analytics, I don't know what it means, but they say 50% of our viewers are not subscribed. So if you huh. can subscribe, that'd be amazing. What does that say about us, though? Does that mean 50% of the... Hey, no, you know what? Don't. 50-50 is as all things should always be. So. <laughs> don't you dare subscribe. You ruin the balance. No, don't tell them. Uh, no, no, you do it. We'll tell some other people later. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just ruined my microphone. Uh, please subscribe to our Patreon so I can buy a new one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We will see you next week. Peace. Peace.